Today, we conclude our three-week stewardship emphasis called Parables and Possessions. This sermon series on financial management for Christians is written by Rev. Dr. Reed Lessing, who is a professor at Concordia University, St. Paul's, Minnesota. He provides resources for the greater church through Concordia's Center of Biblical Studies. Hi, this is Pastor John. Our Lord Jesus Christ is among us in the least of our brothers and sisters. May the Holy Spirit give the hearer eyes to see, ears to hear, and open hands and hearts to respond to people with love and mercy. Thank you for listening. Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, the homeless Jesus is a bronze statue created by an artist, Timothy Schmaltz. You can go ahead and take the insert with the pictures of this bronze statue. It depicts Jesus as a homeless person sleeping on a park bench. So let's take a closer look. Uh, Christ's face and hands are hidden under a blanket, but the nail wounds on his feet reveal his identity. Do you see them? Okay. So in 2013, the homeless Jesus appeared outside of St. Albans Episcopal Church in Davidson, North Carolina. So one Davidson resident called the police, mistaking the statue as a real person. Uh, a lot of people actually walked by without stopping, and still others went out of their way to avoid the statue, thinking it was a real living person. How do we respond to the homeless Jesus? Well, that's the question from today's parable in Matthew chapter 25. That's the question of our lives. Really, how do we respond to the homeless Jesus, the, the hungry Jesus, the hurting Jesus? How do we respond to the Jesus who so desperately needs us? So here is the key to unlocking the parable, today's parable. Jesus is the source of mercy and Secondly, Jesus is the course of mercy. What's mercy? Well, mercy is undeserved kindness. So Jesus is the source of mercy, and Jesus is the course of mercy. Mercy is the key to understanding the parable in Matthew 25. So we, we begin with this. Jesus is the source of mercy. The first thing that we see that, and, and how we understand that he is the source of mercy is that the king descends. So this is in verse 31. This is Matthew 25, verse 31. I invite you to have the Pew Bible or your Bible on your phone. And we can follow along as we work through this parable. So the first thing is we see the king descends. So verse 31, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne 
the throne of glory. So mercy sent Jesus to a manger. Mercy sent Jesus to teach. Mercy sent Jesus to heal broken lives. Mercy will send Jesus to sit on the throne of glory. But you know, don't you, that there was another throne before the throne of glory? Yes, there was. And of course, that's the throne of the cross. The Romans placed above the cross, and maybe you've seen um, a picture of this, uh, either or a statue of this, but there is a a title card, a a title card above Christ's head um, on the cross. And this title card included the words, and this is in Latin, but I'm going to get this wrong. I'm sure pronunciation-wise. Jesus Nazarenus Rex Idiorum. Jesus the of Nazareth, King of the Jews. That's what the title card read above Christ's head on the cross. So get it? <laughs> the Romans were mocking Jesus. Um, they, they turned the cross into a mock throne for a mock king and a mock messiah who had a mock message and uh, who led a mock movement and had mock followers. That's why they gave him a mock crown made of thorns. For Rome, the cross is a throne of mockery. But for us, the cross is the throne of mercy. So Christ's throne of mercy means that we have forgiveness For every sin, we have direction for every turn. We have light for every dark day and hope for every deep sigh of despair. And on the last day, the king descends. That's the first point. The second point is the king delivers. And we see this in verse 34. The king delivers. The king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you before the foundation of the world. Blessed. That's another word for mercy. Inherit. That's another word for mercy. For you. Again, another expression for mercy. For you, not by you, For me, not by me. Mercy. Now, when did this plan go into effect? Well, let's take a look again at verse 34. The king decided to deliver mercy before before the foundation of the world. Overflowing mercy, unlimited mercy, marvelous and miraculous mercy. The king delivers mercy by the means of mercy, the gospel. And the sacraments, uh, holy baptism, holy communion. I'm not the source of mercy. You're not the source of mercy. Uh, Our job, our job is not the source of mercy. Sports is not a source of mercy. Government isn't uh, the source of mercy. Jesus is the source of mercy. And that's the first part of our parable. 
Okay, the second part of, of our parable, Jesus shows the course of mercy. Some will follow the course, others won't. And this is what we see. Um, and this is why the king divides. He divides humanity into two kinds of people. And this is in starting in verse 32. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. So the king divides sheep people from goat people. Um, believers from unbelievers. That's the meaning. And this is a major theme in Matthew's gospel. There's a broad way and a what? Narrow way, right? The house on the rock and the house on the sand. Okay. The wheat and the tares, the wise virgins and the foolish, foolish virgins, the sheep people and the goat people. And there are finally just two kinds of people. Right? We get that. I mean, really, there are there are cat people, there are dog people, right? <laughs> Uh, there are people who sleep with the window open and people who sleep with the window shut and they're usually married to each other. <laughs> uh, there are carefully balanced the checkbook every month people and then there are the shut the checkbook down every two years and start over people. And there are sheep people and the goat people. Sheep people know the source of mercy and they follow the course of mercy. And this is in verse, verses uh, 35 through 36. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was imprisoned and you came to me. So what's the course of mercy? Well, here's a nifty little acronym for you. I-A-T-O-P, okay? I-A-T-O-P. It's about the other person. It's not about me. I-A-T-O-P. It's, it's about the other person. Jesus loves me. This I know. <laughs> Jesus loves me. This I show. That's sheep people. Well, go people. Uh, Jesus loves me, this I know. Jesus loves me, I won't show. In verses uh, 44 through 45, then they all will also answer saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? And then he will answer them saying, truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. Well, what do we call this? Well, we call that a case of mistaken identity. I heard the story about a CNN cameraman in Los Angeles who called the local airport for a charter flight. They told him a twin-engine plane would be waiting for him. Arriving at the airport, he spotted the plane warming up. He jumped in with his bag and said, let's go. 
the pilot taxied off, swung the plane into the wind, and took off. So once in the air, the cameraman instructed the pilot, okay, now I want you to fly over the valley and make low passes so I can get pictures of the fires on the hillsides. Why? asked the pilot. Because I'm a cameraman for CNN and I need some close-up shots. The pilot was silent for a moment and finally he stammered, so what you're telling me is you're not my flight instructor. (laughs) Do you know? (laughs) Do you want to know the worst case scenario of mistaken identity? The goat people took needy people, lonely people, lost people, hungry people, thirsty people, hurting people to be just people. Just people. So how did this happen? Well, mercy gets marginalized by more. Mercy gets marginalized by the thirst, a thirst for more. Obsessed with getting more and more and more, people become just people. But people aren't just people. The king descends, delivers, and divides. And then fourth, the king disguises. We see this in verse 40. Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. The king disguises his identity in children, in our neighbors, in high school students, in broken and battered women, in the lost people in our world. The king disguises in himself, in the least of these, my brothers and my sisters. This is the the last sermon in the stewardship sermon series, uh, Parables and Possessions. We talked about money and possessions, talked about generosity, and yes, the, the meaning of the sermon series go, goes far beyond numbers. Yes, numbers are important, including the numbers we write on our checks to Shepherd of the Hills Lutheran Church or Faith Lutheran Church or Bingham Lutheran Church. Um, that's because our financial generosity helps who? People. Just people. You think? Think again. Our financial generosity helps the homeless Jesus, the hungry Jesus, the hurting Jesus. Don't believe me? Well, then believe Jesus who says, Inasmuch as you did it for one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.